0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week are Tina Amini. Hi, everybody. Sam Claiborne. What is up, everybody? Indeed. And Justin Davis. Scoop. We've got a great show for you this week. We've got uh, some hot news items. God of War is coming to PC in January. We've got a listener uh, email about that. Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3, the next-gen versions, have been delayed into next year. But first, we have a follow-up question from uh, last week's Controversy. Sam, are you aware of the, the controversy that uh, erupted from last I week's mean, episode?
1: I, I mean, Facebook's yeah. been unusable. I, <laughs> what happened here last week? What,
0: what Mark happened? Medina happened? Yeah. Mark Medina it's tr- happened is what happened.
1: Okay, so we can blame it on Mark Medina. It's absolutely Mark Medina. I'm <laughs> fine with that. Yep. Mm.
0: <laughs> Sam, do no, you it, think do you think Final <laughs> Fantasy X is a sequel?
1: Well, I had a question first. Was this asked with the sequel as the word, or was it series? I just saw some back and Uh, forth about that. I
0: think the way the question was worded is what's your favorite game that isn't a sequel? That's how it was worded.
1: Okay. Not part of a series is also a good way. And this wasn't from 20 Questions then. Mm -mm. Okay. All right. I was wondering if it was like somebody asked you, you know, like, hey, you know, is this part of a (laughs) series? And then you're like, well, or is this a sequel?
2: I don't want to, for the record, this was not part of the run of show, and I am not interested <laughs>
1: in discussing <laughs> this. Yeah, this I mean, I'm just going to not touch it, so I'm just going to keep on okay. asking questions. Okay, well, we have a new
0: question to uh, discuss. It comes from Mike in Wisconsin. He says, my name is Mike. I run a video game debate show on the current news with the video game part up for debate because I hear you guys are actually the only video game podcast. That's true. Yeah. So let's have a little fun. In honor of Mark Medina's wild take that Final Fantasy X isn't a sequel. The debate is flipped. What is the best sequel of all time? Damon, you are the impartial judge and can only judge based on the arguments presented. If you have time, allow for rebuttals and a little friendly discourse. So with that, Tina, what do you think is the best sequel of all time?
3: Um, you probably know, should I go with oh, I know. strictly? It, should I not do the Tina thing? <laughs> Yeah, there's. so you're probably going to guess maybe the wrong one because Ooh. it'll be the runner-up, I'm going to guess. So you guess what I would guess, and then I'll tell you.
0: Well, what I know about you, I'm going to, because basically what you just told me, I'm going to guess that Red Dead Redemption 2 is your runner-up.
3: Yeah, that's right, you
0: guess. But then I know, I know <laughs> yeah. you also love Final Fantasy Ten. Final Fantasy Ten's is going to be number one.
3: So, like, I actually ah. took this one really literally. Um, and, yeah, the whole Final Fantasy setup is is confusing, and I guess, like, Ten Two 2 would be the sequel, which I never played. Um, so my ultimate, uh, favorite sequel, uh, and like I, I picked a number two very particularly is portal two because portal two, yeah. it is hands down, uh, inarguably the best. And I normally I'm very choosy and, I, or, you know, I like to make sure I spread it around a little bit, spread the love around a little bit, but, um, portal two is just so good. Cause it took such a fundamentally good gameplay concept mm-hmm. and then built on it with an amazing story, performances, music. Like I legitimately, um, there was some, you know, soundtrack code that you could download after playing Portal 2. I downloaded that immediately. I listened to it over and over. Um, And then also co-op was just such a different type of co-op experience where it felt like a whole other game. And it was so married in the gameplay that it fits so well. So it's just the best sequel of all time, I would say.
0: I think that's a good choice. I, I did want to ask at the beginning, when we, when we think about the best sequel, is it just the best right. video game that happens to be a sequel or the that's best exactly game what I that was improved say. on the original?
2: Yeah, yeah. Like, is best sequel the one that, like, takes, like, that completely blows the doors off what this mm-hmm. franchise is possible and, like, iterates on it and expands on it? So the, the, I think that's a more interesting way to answer the question, in my opinion. Mm-hmm.
3: Well, that's great because Portal 2 does all of the above. So no matter what type of question it is, it just answers all of them. It's It's true. It's both.
0: But to be devil's advocate, is it fair since the original Portal is kind of like, like not a full AAA game?
3: Yeah, it, it's a little bit more like a um like a template essentially mm-hmm. for what it what it ended up becoming. Yeah. Which is fair, but I mean it yeah. was you yeah, know, it had a whole campaign, it had a story.
2: I've talked about this on Scoop before, game. but like Portal Portal was an orange box, right? Like that's yeah. how it was packaged and released. And like no there was no one on earth that knew, really knew what Portal was or was buying the orange box or Portal. It was for Half-Life Episode Two and Team Fortress Two, right? And then yeah. everyone, every gamers everywhere went on the same journey of discovery of like you know, they played Team Fortress 2 for 10 hours or for a week, and they're like, oh, you know, I wonder what this little game is. And then, like, it really did build as this, like, slow and steady groundswell of, like, you know, just on message boards and among friends, like, yo, have you checked out Portal yet? Like, it's crazy. Like, you have to get to the end of that game. And it was it was so fun to just discover that before, you know, before the memes and before it, like, became the thing it would go before the cake is a lie and all that junk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It was good. Well. Justin, what would be your pick if you couldn't pick Portal 2?
2: Mm, um, So, I think another game that's like Portal 2, where it's just an incredible video game, period, but also serves as a really remarkable sequel to what came before, is Super Metroid. Um, (laughs) You know, it's an example of Nintendo doing direct sequelization in its storytelling. Like, it's a direct continuation of what came before, which kind of they shun when it comes to Zelda and Mario. you know the original metroid metroid 2 they they're not quite metroid is non-linear but it doesn't have the same sort of gating of like it doesn't have the lock and key system that super metroid really invented and um you know and then would go on to be further popularized by castlevania games and so that's that's one of my picks and then um mm, i don't know maybe something like halo 2 for like that's the first game where I can remember, like Xbox Live, that introduced that system to the world if, if you know, you weren't one of the few people that played Crimson Skies. And so yeah. everything that we think about in regards to party systems and party chat and, and um, you know, getting together in, in groups and playing on live and that whole Xbox Live infrastructure was um, invented out of whole cloth in a large degree with Halo 2.
0: I refresh my memory. Was the original Halo uh local co-op or local multiplayer only? Mm-hmm. I, guess, I mean, you I, might
2: have been able to like land you together, could land, yeah, but, but
0: it was an Xbox Live online. No, Got
1: it. I feel like a lot of people's just favorite games of all time are, are sequels. Like it's yeah, like, kind of rare to have a, a favorite game that's the
0: first in the series. That was the whole that's idea about the question last week. Oh, uh, really? It's harder to come up with favorite games that aren't sequels.
1: I mean, the thing is that I wanted to listen to that episode and then I had to stop using (laughs) Facebook for the rest of my life. (laughs) Well, I thought that is that is that such a bad thing? (laughs) No, it's the only way to talk to my parents. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah, Sam, what? would you? I I mean, I went so off script for this. I don't I don't (laughs) even. uh, Well, let me just say what I was going to say. So, um. I think the greatest sequel of all time was a sequel that kicked off all the sequels and that would be super Mario brothers Two. And it's, mm. and it's weird. And the reason I like it is many fold the, the, the promotion campaign was the cover of Nintendo power. Mm-hmm. Um, super Mario brothers two came out of nowhere. I had no concept in my mind that there would be a game with the number two after it. We had had, I didn't know about these games, but we had donkey Kong junior after donkey Kong. Mm-hmm. We had miss Pac-Man after Pac-Man. Those are big, I guess, sequels. Um, but like Super Mario Brothers two just had a number after it, so that's that's one crazy thing. And then we had Mega Man two through six after that, and that just became a pattern with everything mm. we're talking about. Portal two, like when we really had a game called Portal two, like that's not how things work. Star Wars didn't have Star Wars two. Indiana Jones didn't have Star, you know Episode. Uh, it wasn't called two at the time. <laughs> um, So that's that's all really weird. Um, So uh, uh, then there's this stretch too where it's like they made a Super Mario Brothers two in Japan and they ditched it. And here it was a completely different game. That's what I'm talking about. The actual US Super Mario Brothers two, which they just adapted because it was like this would make an awesome Mario game after our Mario two game in Japan was just kind of. Kinda silly. How do we have B roll of this? This (laughs) is amazing. Nobody knew I was going to talk about this. But um, the uh, red (laughs) is yeah, seriously. (laughs) Um, uh, So that was all really remarkable, and I think it set set a pattern. And like, also, just everything about this game was great and interesting. And I guess it continued the story of Super Mario Brothers because at the end of Super Mario Brothers, Mario probably fell asleep, and this is his dream. That's a spoiler. That's spoilers at the end of the game. Um, But uh, so there's that, and then. You know, Nintendo tried to one up this uh, pun intended uh, with Super Mario Brothers 3, but they uh, which, you know, is arguable they made a movie to promote it. They made (laughs) a movie and like a world tour and like (laughs) crazy stuff like that. So like that's that's spectacular sequel promotion right there. Right. Mario 2 and 3. And I just think those are just like those really stand out in my mind.
2: It, dude, and I love
1: Mario Two as a game, also like i, I do too. I, we always argue about world and three, but I, I think it's infinitely playable. I can go back and just sit there and play through those levels. it's the first Mario game I beat. I never I didn't beat one before two, even though I played one for many years before two. I was a little kid, like really young, so I wasn't able to beat it because World eight four sucks <laughs> um yeah, mean
0: I'm, in, I'm interested now. And in, in, like, what was the first NES game that had a number in its title? I don't know. Super Bros. 2. Or a game like... at all.
1: I mean, it just so, wasn't, you're right. wasn't the it, way things were really named. Galaga right. was a sequel to like, Galaxian.
0: That's right. Um, and you mentioned Donkey Kong Jr., but there was Donkey Kong 3. In the Donkey Kong.
1: That would have been early 80s also,
0: right? Yeah.
1: yeah. 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 I mean, there were numbered games. I'm sure they ex- expect, well, Ultima and stuff on PC. did not that have numbers? I mean, I think there was like RPGs that were numbered. I, yeah. even, I don't even know where that came from. Like, where did this? You actually bring things Wizardry you're
2: something here probably Sam. predates Ultima, but yeah.
1: you're on oh,
0: Damon's ha- mind. Uh, so the NES was soft launched in North America in 85 full launch in 86. Yeah. I'm looking at a list of NES games in order of release. I'm getting all the way into 87 with the only examples being Donkey Kong three and three, Goonies yeah. two.
1: Yeah, which doesn't have a prequel. Yeah, right Goonies 2 is
0: based off the movie.
2: Because, it's not a game sequel. there is a Goonies
1: 1 game, it just didn't come yeah. out. Oh, oh, oh. And
0: because Mega Man, Rocky the Mega first man. Mega Man is 87. Okay. And then there would be yearly releases. So, oh, man, yeah. It was really unusual for those first few years to have anything. Super Mario Bros. 2, 88. That's really I like mean, the first one. I I can't remember
1: one. saying this, and I don't think I ever said it, but like, I'm pretty sure like the playground reaction was... There's a Super Mario Brothers two. Yeah.
2: yeah, some some, some some suit somewhere said just put a two on it, and then it changed the course of history.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um, I
2: two to make... on
1: a different game,
0: <laughs> Assassin's Creed two. Yeah, people really
1: liked that a lot better than the first one. And then for yeah. years, wasn't that the one that people were like, "Why can't they just be more like Assassin's Creed two? Yeah,
0: for sure. Mega Man 2 the aforementioned Mega Man 2 of course yeah um mm-hmm. and then sam do you think life force is actually a sequel to gradius or is it just like like gradius <laughs>
1: <laughs> it'd be a prequel but you're yeah. in the same ship vic, so you're the same character i don't know think it is the, the
0: same ship yeah actually, so vic, vic, viper, viper, right?
1: vic viper
0: in yeah. life force but i don't think the gradius no, instruction manual calls it that here we go
2: no, you're 100%, you're 100% Vic Viper in Gradius. Well, right. not 100%, 99, 99%, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> just a little sure. spaceship, and yeah, I have no idea. I mean, like, you know, many lives were lost in the first Gradius. It's hard to tell. Gradius'
0: Gradius's instruction manual, your mission is to pilot the Warp Rattler <laughs>
2: Whoa. Good into any s- space. That's such good uh, trivia. Yeah. And also, Damon, if you just Googled, are you Vic, Vi- Vic Viper and Gradius just like I did? There's some alarm bell tripping in Google right now. Like, hey, yo, two people just 1,600 miles away Googled <laughs> something really weird. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> what? Red has this too?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Oh, that's not what you want to do in that part of that, that level. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to go up. You got to get through these guts that build themselves. Um, what a freaky game.
0: I love this game. Uh, yep. Okay, very interesting topic of discussion, and I hope the, uh, the conversation will continue in a civil manner in the uh, GameScoop <laughs> Facebook group over the weekend. This episode of GameScoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region, where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free, as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Let's uh, move on to some news from the week. God of War is being ported to PC in January. January 14th, it's going to be 50 bucks. Enhanced visuals, oh. unlocked frame rates, 4K resolution, and 21 by 9 ultra-wide screen support. That is ultra-wide. <laughs> uh, God of War, obviously, one of the best games of the past decade. Uh, our listener, MC Sayed, Sayed, sorry if I'm mispronouncing Syed. that, says, with the news of God of War coming to PC in a few months, do you think... We will ever see the likes of Uncharted or The Last of Us get ported to computers as well. As someone who's been a PC gamer his whole life, I've been dying to experience those great stories. And I don't see why not.
2: Yeah. I, they view them as marketing, right? Like they release them on PC ahead of the sequels and new genre entries, just like remakes and remasters. That, at least that's my take on it.
0: I guess you're right. Yeah, it's been so far the cadence has been... Uh, well, they did Horizon, right? Yeah. Days Gone? That I
1: go to PC? Uh, yeah. Oh, I don't...
2: That one, know, that one doesn't follow that pattern, so maybe I'm wrong.
1: Well, and it's not it's not always a pattern because um uh Kojima's game. That's the That's
3: trans. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: But there's a delay, right? It was like yeah, it's not day and well, day. Well,
3: yeah yeah that's been sony's um style typically so you kind of like maintain your exclusivity essentially but then you still get to market to a whole other audience and resurface it in headlines and everyone gets all excited again
2: yeah i think death strandings an exception because that's not a first party game though so it's just it had timed exclusivity on playstation and then and then you
1: wouldn't call it a first party game
2: i don't think it is is it i think kojima published it and then they had a timed exclusive on with sony
3: right whoa and I'm edgy. sure they, you know, did wanted to, no, 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 I think you're right, but I th- I'm sure that they wanted to stick to their usual cadence too of releases if they're negotiating exclusives with other, um, yeah. you know, unpartnered parties. I think Sony
1: published, they did all the marketing for that game. They
3: did do all the marketing.
1: Um, but I don't know, I, I, am this is still a big change. Like, it's like yeah. the fact that you can play PlayStation games on PC is like awesome for people. It's <laughs> the coolest thing.
2: 50 um, bucks is a lot. I mean, I, like, that game is regularly dropped on sale to 10 bucks on PS4, and I think the PS5 upgrade is, is, is free. Um, I don't know what its regular, regular oh, price is. Also included in
0: PlayStation Plus.
3: Confirmed, yeah. by the way, that uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment did indeed publish the game, uh, on 505, yeah, which I remember now, version. in retrospect. Yeah, published the PC version, exactly. Oh, Interesting. So they got a different publisher for that. Okay. Big game but for isn't
2: 505. Yeah. yeah. I th- well, I think what threw me off, my bad on that. Doesn't it? Co- it's on Xbox, isn't it? No, no it's only PC.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm losing yeah, it when know, it comes yeah, to Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah. PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, and
2: Windows. Got it.
1: It never came.
2: Um, with, with with God of War, them charging fifty bucks for it on PC and m 4K and stuff, like I, I, it's hard to get as excited about this since we got the PS Five upgrade. I guess was my point. Like, I see. I don't know. You know, it's like you can already play that game in super high fidelity, you know, 4K. So not
0: only if you own a PS5, yeah,
1: if you're a PC gamer. Yeah. yeah, that's a big I'm problem having yeah. a PS5 right now. And then also the, like, they do the work to up, upgrade it for the PS5, which is like PC max settings. Right. So mm-hmm. that's really cool. But like some of these games probably look I mean, they have to probably look better on with the super wide uh, monitors and stuff like that on PC. So it's actually a pretty appealing thing. If you're like a huge fan of this game, like the best way to play it is going to end up being PC, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. I mean, in I general, think it... it's
3: just nice to see that Sony's embraced the the PC atmosphere in general too. And frankly, um, this might be controversial, but it just makes me that much more excited for the Steam Deck. Because well, mm-hmm. it's probably oh, yeah. not the wow. most ultimate. Oh wow! I didn't even build. think about that. Yeah. yeah, right. Like you can play anything yeah. on that thing oh, now, gosh. except for Nintendo games. Um, it's a Vita
0: now. <laughs> God of War will be a portable <laughs> be. game. Yeah. Wow. I like, think most that's so games,
3: cool. honestly, it is but so, that's the yeah, thing right? is like obviously Xbox games are mostly day and date. I think if not altogether day and date uh, with PC, and now Sony's a little bit more consistent with yes, it'll be a delayed release, but it'll still eventually be released. So mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Steam Deck is uh kind of the conqueror there
1: yeah you know just in general these big um japanese games coming to pc kind of started with capcom and it's not been a guarantee for a really long time like this is like a kind of a new feel to have these you know western games had a much better chance of ending up on pc also and so i think it's pretty cool to see all these uh, you know uh, sony published and then of course, this is a Western developed game, but Sony published games and then sometimes Japanese uh, developed games coming to like really awesome PC releases. That's 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 cool.
2: they must Definitely. like Sony must have some sorry, some calculus on their end of like that. That game's not selling any PlayStation hardware anymore. Right. So it's that's like the, the point
1: best... of software, right, is to sell yeah. their hardware. Exclusive, exclusive
2: software. So it's like that's the best of both worlds of like it's at the end of its lifespan is of its ability to like generate, you know, PlayStation buzz. So okay now let's now let's hit a new audience on a new platform with it
0: yeah if it could sell another million copies on pc that's just another 50 million dollars for him Mm -hmm. oh is that all Mm -hmm.
2: (laughs) (laughs) can Um, you imagine if nintendo did
0: that that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking so like now you know microsoft puts everything (laughs) of theirs on pc sony's putting a lot of their good stuff on pc it's only nintendo that doesn't do it and i'm it's like I I don't know. Imagine if they just put Breath of the Wild on PC in four K. I can imagine.
1: The sad thing is that until really recently I would have said it's because Nintendo's obsessed with copyright protection and control, but like their systems get (laughs) cracked really fast and the Switch has not been an exception for that. So (laughs)
0: people are already emulating Metroid Dread. yeah,
1: (laughs) Yeah, so it's like if the market is like maybe if the market is is you know, we can cut into this with actual sales, it could happen. But that is so like Capcom doing it was surprising, Sony doing it, eyebrow raising, Nintendo would be jaw dropping. And like I, I yeah. think it's gonna be a while. But also they wanna sell games. Like come on. They they went mobile in a really interesting way. Like, it's possible. And they've done it before. They've made Mario Teaches typing and <laughs> time machine and, yeah. Uh, yeah
3: but like mobile is this huge untapped potential territory of more mm. like mainstream casual gamers and so there's there's a different sort of appeal than yeah. uh, maybe the pc audience to them yeah
1: i mean yeah, they, that's that's a really good audience for them to branch out into right like if you think about nintendo like they want those people so that makes
3: sense yeah and they're well, especially because they're family friendly so that exposes you to a huge new potential audience mm-hmm. tool
2: I think but like the thing with Sony is like, you know, so these games reach the end of their kind of traditional lifespan. So then they hit them with a new audience. But like Nintendo games never reach an end of life state. You know, they could They're still selling Mario Kart every month. They never got the price. And eventually when they do reach that sort of end of traditional life phase, they'll just charge you $50 a month (laughs) to download them and play play them on your switch. So.
3: We almost called that, Justin. We said forty. We were we oh, were too generous. <laughs>
2: unbelievable, um, and uh, you know, and I say it flippantly, but like in all seriousness, like that prob- probably does stop them from entertaining the idea of doing traditional ports on a on a evergreen platform like uh, yeah. like PC or mobile.
1: Let's just keep like a, a back catalog that people will repurchase games in for the rest of time. And well, you if, just, if that's you... happening, then you don't need to put your games on other platforms.
2: You're just going to rent, send punishment on the
0: N64 until
2: the end of time.
1: <laughs> Worth it.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if no. <laughs> if they had the full catalog, that everything, the the vaults, and like, like what the virtual console used to be, was it yeah. all available for a monthly subscription that, fee?
1: Where that got on the Wii, like, approaches, like, oh, that's a subscription fee that I would like to pay, like, for sure. Yeah. Whoops. Um,
0: Tina, I thought of another truly great sequel. Is it God of War? Mm, well, yeah, I guess so. That's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say Borderlands Two. Mm.
3: Oh yeah, I was thinking about Borderlands Two as well, um, particularly because Sam and I were finally playing Far Cry Six in co op mode, oh, yeah. and I was remembering it's it's not good for co op. Everybody like you can share <laughs> loot, which is nice, but pa- so Sam's playing in right? my <laughs> game. Yeah, there's yeah. no progression. No for progression. For Sam. Demon?
0: Only because someone wrote in. Well, like we mm-hmm. played
1: we played a lot, and then it was just like when I got dumped back in my game. Like I'm on the tutorial <laughs> mission. <laughs> oh, wow, that sucks. Yeah, you, you
3: can that's only bad. play my missions now. Yeah, so I I was honestly fondly remembering Borderlands 2, especially at the time there weren't a ton of games that I was interested in co oping, like the entire all of the campaign with somebody um mm-hmm. with. But Borderlands 2 was definitely one of those games.
0: Yeah. Um, what well, is Far Cry 6? Oh, yeah, that's we're looking at Borderlands 2 right now. Is Far Cry 6 at least fun and co op?
3: yeah oh yeah oh yeah we try to go in stealthy sometimes and then someone like goes over a tripwire normally (laughs) me um and then all hell breaks loose and we're like eh screw it let's just go guns blazing and it's uh it's it's pretty fun you kind of feel uh you feel very empowered
1: good tag team death system. So like if one yeah. person dies, even if they bleed out, they'll like throw you in the vehicle with the other person after that. Like oh, it, wow. it makes you feel a lot better about the guns blazing stuff for sure. There's some funny things like, um, I mean like there's, there's such funny physics in that game. Like I, I was driving a car <laughs> and I jumped out of it um, because Tina's like we're getting near a base like let's let's do stealth but instead when i jumped out of the car the car kept on going hit the base and exploded with her <laughs> and in
3: it. nobody warned me to <laughs> yeah. jump out of the car so I, I died in colli- yeah. in the collision
1: <laughs> and i couldn't revive her cuz the car rolled over onto her uh-huh. and so i couldn't get there so i just ran away um, yeah. as one does. So that was one funny death. Thanks again and then, for that. Yep. <laughs> and then there was another one where I'm like, okay, there's there's a helicopter coming and there's all these enemies closing in. It's like you're you're trapped against a wall. Oh, yeah. I'm like, listen, I'm gonna get on the turret. And uh, you can like start picking off people in this way. So I get on the turret. and Tina just burns me to death from the back.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's because I forgot I switched my Supremo to, you know, the standard one that you get right at the start. And then I changed it to some Ring of Fire one. So I completely forgot that you need to be in a crowd. Um, or I forgot which Suprema I had to, to put myself in the right position for it. I thought I was targeting people with missiles.
1: <laughs> it was great. And then so once I recovered from that, though, that was a funny scene because we were just killing, 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 killing. And we were both remarking at the time, like, how nice is it that, like, I wouldn't want to restart this scene. Like this is just like going on yeah. it's like one of those uncharted fight scenes. Where you're like, all right, yeah. I think mean, this is a lot of enemies I'm killing right now. I don't know if I can reconcile this with the plot <laughs> of this game. Um, but uh, uh, at one point, a helicopter comes in, a team is like, shoot it, shoot it. So I gained the turret up, but it just, just explodes
3: oh that and it was mean, really great. because I was threw that? I threw it um, which I thought was really funny because you already had it down to its uh, the end of its lifespan already yeah. but I just it mm-hmm. was the first time that I'd taken one of my fuel canisters and thrown it oh, yeah. at the helicopter right. and shot yeah, it yeah. and so I was just laughing hysterically because it was yeah. ar- it was like already was coming too- down and like you know Super smoking effective. and stuff <laughs> yeah so I just I set it over the edge and it made me laugh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but nice. it is really fun, and it, like it, once it started working, it didn't really. Yeah. it had funny bugs, but like it was mainly just following each other to the next thing and shooting yeah. stuff. It
3: was funny. The most glaring thing is the lack of progression, which really mm-hmm. sucks. But um, outside of that, it's it's great for co-op.
1: I came back with great loot, so there's that. That's
3: yeah, good. you're you're far more powerful now in your mm-hmm.
1: game. I've still it been playing it. One mm-hmm. I've
0: still been playing it every day, but I think I'm about nearing the end of my time with yeah. I feel like I've gotten a lot out of it and i might mm. bounce back to metroid dread now i think
1: geographically a, well go
3: ahead i was just gonna say do you have a feeling for where you're at with the story like are you towards the on, end or just there's a
0: story there's a mission you're gonna go on to kill the president but of course you get there and it's like a fake out he's like not there uh, so i was like mm-hmm. well i thought i was actually going mm-hmm. to the end of the game
3: yeah you were uh, thrilled for it. <laughs> well can you, you could always play the, the rest in co-op because it's it's a lot of uh, chaotic yeah. fun
0: yeah
1: mm-hmm. can you go you into can, the can... final area the city
0: yeah. And actually, I did that very early on because there was a, a great um, armor piercing assault rifle there.
1: Oh, you went and nabbed it. I love mm-hmm. stuff like that. That's yeah. really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do like that. You can just you can get any weapon in the game very early on. Pretty much. Cool. Justin, you still playing?
2: No, I moved on to something kind of weird. Um, I told you I've been like my stress level at work is kind of high. So that's why I actually punted on Metroid. I'm like, I can't like the game is excellent, but it's not the game for me right now. I need like <laughs> comfort games. Which Far Cry 6 very much is. This is random, but I downloaded and downloaded. I've been playing Avengers, Marvel's Avengers. Wow. Oh, uh,
3: interesting. I
2: mean, is
1: this, I mean isn't there? don't they still owe us a Spider Man? Uh, Spider Man's coming on, on,
2: what, only on PS4 or 5? Yeah. But <laughs> on and then X, eventually on, on PC. Yes, is that true? Probably. <laughs> making, Are you making a goof? Just referential yeah, jokes,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> got it. Um, no, Avengers is on Game Pass. And so I was browsing Game Pass, just kind of looking for something random. And, um, that game, I'm reaching the point, I'm probably 10 or 12 hours into it now, and I'm reaching wow. the point where, well, it's been a week, you know, but, like, that that's where, like, all the games as a service junk is. Like, all the online features and functions are, like, that game presents itself very differently in its opening hours than it becomes. Mm-hmm. Like it is yeah. hours before it's like, oh, and by the way, like now you can party up with other people, and here's your nameplate and customize your name and what do you want your yeah. loadout to be? Like it's like a five or six hour like, linear like cutscene mission, cutscene mission before you ever hit like what the actual gameplay loop is. And um <laughs> my time with it is uh, my interest level is rapidly declining but um ah, so it's
1: not you it's less appealing after that
2: it is for me like I, but but i'm actually super impressed with like everyone made fun of uh like all oh, the off-brand avengers and like that's definitely the vibe i got every time that game was shown off at e3 but it like in context like i think they're well written and well acted and interesting takes on you know Bruce Banner and the rest of the characters, like like I actually think the game got a little bit of a bad rap for that. Like the storyline, the comic booky story they're telling with the villain is like pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know, like I I highly recommend that game for the campaign. Um, I can't speak to any of the like end game loop grindy stuff. Whether any of that's any satisfying or not. Mm-hmm.
0: Moving on, there's a couple. We had several delays this week, actually. The next-gen versions of both Cyberpunk and Witcher 3 have been delayed into 2022. Originally, CD Projekt Redheads had promised them for late 2021. Um, now, Cyberpunk's going to be Q1, 2022, and Witcher 3 to be follow in uh, Q2. Is that surprising to anyone because Witcher 3 is a much older game than Cyberpunk, <laughs> or do you think they're just, they feel like they have to focus on Cyberpunk because that's the yeah. one that they really botched?
1: Yeah. Like that.
0: <laughs> I, think, I think so.
3: And I'm also just generally not surprised that they're taking their time um, rather than, you know, rushing something and fixing it live because they just saw the repercussions of that. Uh, Mm -hmm. But honestly, some of the conversation around it has made me a little sad just because these days it used to be, you know, in in the rhetoric, it used to be a lot or rather in the conversations used to be very focused on like, oh, no, something got delayed, like it's the worst thing in the world. But people have really come around, especially in the last few years, understanding a little bit more about how difficult development is and also what what happens when things are rushed um so i feel like sentiment in general has been more empathetic more understanding of like please take all the delays obviously you know publishers and and other people with uh, money investments probably feel very differently but as far as like the fandom goes it seems that typically people are really welcoming of delays just because they understand what it means and they understand what it will mean for them down the line but that is not the case from what I've seen in this situation. It's obviously a lot of people reacting to uh, Cyberpunk 2077's um, launch conditions. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it really kind of feels like uh, sentiment on CDPR in general has kind of waned uh, over yeah. that in a bit of a lasting way. Yeah,
2: They've burned through all their goodwill.
3: Yeah, some people were saying like, "I wonder if Witcher Three is a one-hit wonder," which is so funny to me because it's like a the third in a series and
2: yeah, but they didn't <laughs> call yeah,
3: that like, a one-hit wonder. I mean, like, I know that was the hit yeah, for them, yeah. but it's just weird to think like you know they've made all these other games. <laughs> Witcher's a
1: good game in cyberpunk, like that game. can oh, yeah. I, think I so had too. a lot of fun. They make it. it work. Like I can't wait for people to play Cyberpunk and just like. I played on a ridiculous PC rig. That's stupid that I had to play it that way. I accept that. But like, I also saw what the game was and I'm like, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's yeah. A cool yeah. Game. 100%. I absolutely,
2: I absolutely loved cyberpunk 77 on PC, but I played it on a little bit older PC and I played it in 1080p. And so I, I deliberately, like I got about halfway through. I'm like, I want to stop playing this. I'm going to stop and I'm going to play it in 4k and so for me, the delay is kind of like a delay of, of the game itself that I, you know, sort of, <laughs> that I, that I withheld. But at the time, I didn't know I was going to be waiting until, um, you know, mm-hmm. 2022, 20, 20, like 18 months later to be playing it. But um, man, I, I absolutely loved that world and my time in it. And I'm really excited to get back in hopefully a state where, I, you know, I mean, there's parts of that game that are not great. Like the police system is not great. But, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, uh, I just, it was, I completely agreed with IGN's 9 out of 10 review score for what I played on PC, and I'm, I am I'm excited to give that game its proper due in, hopefully in a cleaned up state.
3: Same here, and I think there's probably some of the, the issue with the sentiment that's going on right now is also, like, they've inadvertently bifurcated their audience to where you have people who did play, had a bad experience, people like you, Justin, that, you know, started to play and realized, like, I should hold off, and That kind of, you know, if everybody's operating off of the same delay, everybody's waiting for the same game at the same time, that's one thing. But it's another thing if, like, some people had great PCs and great experiences, and other people thought they'd only be waiting a couple months, so they put it off, and then they just keep putting it off for themselves. And I'm sure that doesn't, you know, help with the excitement when you've been waiting with it having... Been out there in the world in that way, but I completely agree. Agree with our review too. Um, there was a lot about that game I loved. I thought Keanu was really great uh, and really uh, tied the whole room together too. So it's it's a bit of a bummer for them but this is <laughs> yeah. how like the this is the kind of the impression that it's le- it's left people with. It kind of reminds me of No Man's Sky as far as like yeah. there were certain promises that people felt that game was speaking to because um, mm-hmm. a lot of people's complaints are like with the AI uh, and you touched on this with the police system. Uh, To Justin, but like a lot of a lot of people's complaints was around the AI, and that felt like there were all these promises of endless things that you can do and endless variations, and then you get like this AI on launch. Yeah,
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, a part of this that's out of their hands is how unavailable those consoles are, and um, the PS4 and Xbox One versions of Cyberpunk are inexcusably bad and will probably forever be bad and will never be fixed and be good. Um, I'm confident or believe that the, the game will be really fun, really playable on my PlayStation five, but how frustrating is it if you're a gamer that still can't get your hands on a PlayStation five or Xbox series X, which, um, not to, not to give a uh, CD project a pass for that, but that, that, that part of it is out of their hands. So mm-hmm. the good, more playable, more enjoyable version of this game is, um, unreachable for a segment mm-hmm. of gamers that, um, at this point, like I don't blame them for just giving up and saying like, "Nah, I don't care anymore." Like, uh, you know, you you burned you burned me on this one.
3: Yeah, two three more years of development, only launching on next gen and PC. Like, I I have to imagine circumstances would have been vastly different for how reception would have gone for that game.
0: Sure. Well, much like God of War and Ghost of Tsushima and uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, uh, I'll I'll play it again when the next gen patch comes out.
1: Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. you, you're a replayer these days. Mm-hmm. You, you type of gamer.
0: I mean, I like it. These are games I uh, enjoyed first time around. It's like, it's nice to re- revisit a game. It's uh, so much, so often you just you play a game once and then you just put it away and never revisit it again. But it's, it's, it's nice to revisit it and uh, see how things have held up. And, and, and also sort of uh, remember the headspace you were in at the time and things that were going on in your life, that sort of thing.
2: Justin, you yeah. know what else got delayed this week? I was wondering if you were going to bring it up. I was going to be uh, mock offended. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about Advance Wars, right? I am talking about Advance Wars. <laughs> I was like, well, sp- let's make sure sp- we're on the same page. late <laughs> to spring. Yeah. D- uh, uh, sometimes, not always, but sometimes a December release date for a game can be a little mm-hmm. sus to begin with. Like they, It implies that they need every single last possible second to get it out before a holiday. And so I'm not... Mm-hmm. I'm not super surprised to see this December 3rd delay slip into spring, although it is a bummer. Yeah.
0: Does that leave, um, is Mario Party now the last big Nintendo release of the year? Pokemon. Oh, There's a Pokemon game coming out this year?
1: <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, not Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Okay, if you say so. It's a remake <laughs> of Diamond <laughs> Pearl. Got yeah. It. Is it a sequel? I don't know.
0: Well, I did think of another uh, all-time great sequel. Sam.
3: Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, Nailed November it. November 19th. There's also Animal Crossing New Horizon DLC later this uh, next that's month.
2: True. Cannot wait. I that's started true, playing Animal Crossing again, silly, right? Same. No, no. There's a free like they're adding Brewsters and other stuff for free, but there's a twenty five dollar big DLC pack.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and it, also that's also tied up in the subscription stuff.
2: That's right. It don't, yeah, but it's stand like I'll buy it standalone as most reasonable gamers will. I would imagine.
1: Yeah, um, otherwise, you just you just lose it when you stop. Yeah, yes, like, what?
2: yes, it's insane. You do lose it, which <laughs> I did. I did hear like I I was complaining about how insane Nintendo's decision was around this DLC, and a reasonable comment I got in my Twitter feed was, "Well, you know, me and my spouse and our kid all play Animal Crossing, and I don't want to pay seventy five dollars to buy that DLC three times, and so." Oh, yeah. That made sense. So, um, in that context, it makes sense. But outside of that context, give me a break. Um, but yeah, no, like I, I've loved seeing the Animal Crossing resurgence, and um, I myself picked it back up. And I never, I didn't, I didn't play last fall, so it's my first time seeing fall on my island and doing pumpkins and all that stuff.
0: It's it's awesome. It's been so great getting back into it. I've never played. Uh, another great. All time great sequel, uh, Symphony of the Night. Yeah.
1: Is that a sequel? It could be a prequel. I don't know. That timeline's wow. messed up, man.
0: It's, um, it's a sequel to Dracula X, right? Yeah. Except,
1: right? Is where it? That left
0: off. I
2: think it's so funny.
1: Dracula X doesn't have a story.
2: It's, <laughs> it's so funny to me that Alucard is just Dracula backwards, and everyone's just like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah. No, <laughs> that's, know, that's <laughs> fine. I know. I remember seeing that for the first time in Nintendo Power and putting that together, and I was like,
2: oh. Just collectively, we as a society are just like, we're not even, even going to mess with it. It's fine.
1: That character was made for Castlevania three, right? There's not like some pre-existing literature where, where Alucard is Dracula's <laughs> son. I, I don't know. I, I think that's a Castlevania Three instruction manual. Konami, we accept it.
2: Konami has forever like corrupted my understanding of like Dracula lore and literature. Like I don't know where one starts and the other begins. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Well. Did you see that? That uh, well, I actually actually don't know if I could. Never mind.
2: What are you looking at, Damon?
1: Uh,
0: Symphony of the Night follows Rondo of Blood, which that is Dracula X, right? Right. Yeah. Or Dracula X is the messed up version of Rondo of Blood. Uh Uh. Apology accepted. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey listeners. Listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at ign.com. Just like Big Tony Style.
2: Big Tony Style. I knew it was coming. I feel like
3: in the lead. (laughs) The delay. The delay. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Big Tony Style says, Over the weekend, (laughs) I played through Doki Doki Literature Club. That was hands down, one of the most bizarre games I've ever played. Without spoiling it. The game takes some weird turns and breaks the fourth wall in some unsettling ways by doing so it didn't create the best gaming experience i've had but it made one i will never forget Mm. so i'm wondering what are some other games you can recommend that broke the fourth wall as an effective game mechanic i mean undertale is a really perfect example i don't really have i don't like
2: it's hard this is a hard topic to talk about because you get into (laughs) spoiler territory so quickly
1: well I'm gonna spoil the end of Golden Axe then. And the end of Golden Axe, yeah, the, the arcade best one. game, Golden Axe. I was it, gonna say this
0: is the best example.
1: The um the the play it she backs out to a pixelated crappy arcade screen of an arcade, and there's kids standing around playing Golden Axe, <laughs> and then the the three warriors from the game Golden Axe, the heroes, might I add, bust out and chase the kids down the street.
0: No, 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 no. The heroes no, bust out and they're being chased by all the monsters.
1: Oh, okay. Or so the maybe it's the other way chasing. around.
0: Maybe the monsters burst out first, and then the heroes burst out and chase them. Okay. Actually, let's just let's just take a look at it. Red, pull up the B roll. Okay. Oh, no. I see. Now he doesn't have the B roll actually <laughs> needed.
1: Um, I owned a Golden Axe machine for a long time, and um, uh, it was uh, you know not a very replayable game, but definitely played a lot of it. And that ending is fantastic, and has really good music too. Good Sega, good Sega ending.
0: I think all three of those games are really good.
3: Do you have any examples? Um, Yeah, I actually, I have two, but then I just remember, that reminded me of, which Uncharted was it, where you play, like, one of Naughty Dog's older games? I think it's Jack and Daxter. It's four, right? Four. Yeah, I think it's four. So, like, that's kind of...
2: You play Crash. uh, Crash Bandicoot.
3: Oh, you play Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, that's a really good one. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I kind of forgot about that until just now. Um, That's kind of breaking (laughs) the fourth wall, but... It totally
1: is, yeah. um,
3: So my... uh, So I have two examples. One I didn't play, but I'm just very familiar with. Um, So, Stanley Parable is basically inherently all together um, breaking the fourth wall because there's a narrator and you're kind of like at odds with your narrator sometimes depending on how you play. Um, So that's a good example. It's like the core element of the game. Um, And then my uh, other example is uh, Detroit Become Human, which Mm. isn't necessarily a gameplay mechanic so much as a narrative mechanic, because when you back out of the game and you're in the menu, uh, I forget her name, the AI that talks to you, like she's, She's taking your progression into account and she'll ask you questions. Um, And at some point, you know, depending on how you play and the choices that you make, she starts like really questioning her own identity. And it's just fascinating. So like her narrative evolves, the menu evolves as like your choices in the game evolves, which I thought was really neat. Um, And then I guess one other example uh is hellblade uh because when you know the the mechanic of like you getting sick like kind of impacts mm-hmm. the actual screen so like you as the player are viewing that so i think that's technically also fourth wall breaky um uh,
1: those are good examples i have a few more uh too uh metal gear solid has Psycho Mantis, who reads your uh save games and then asks you questions about them um on the gamecube version there's also a solution to one of the puzzles where I believe he is implying that you're supposed to unplug the controller from the GameCube port one and put it in port four. That's a really cool one. <laughs> Another GameCube era one which got me was uh, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem, mm-hmm. a horror game, kind of Resident Evil-y. Um, I have to explain this game now because it's been 20 years and like yeah. it's never had a sequel or anything like that. So, I mean, kind of an attempted one. Um, there was a uh, uh, moments in that game in which the, uh, one of them is it brings up the GameCube um, save screen and starts deleting your files. It's a kind of funny one um, uh, and it's just like it, 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 it apes that. And then you come back into sanity like that's the idea. It's like it's flashing into insanity. But the one that got me was it back at that time old CRT televisions. Some of them had the volume control that would come up and it was this green bar it was green text that said volume, and it had the green bar. I just go do, 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 do. do. You just turn it down. And they put that in the game as a turn down the volume insanity effect. So, so mm. it's like, oh, who's yeah. in my room really turning good. down my TV volume? And my yeah. TV absolutely matched the volume controls uh, that they used in the game. It's good. And it was just this fascinating thing where it actually made me jump like, who, who's, who's behind me and my you know, house with roommates or whatever, turning down the TV suddenly and it went silent. It was so crazy.
0: (laughs) That is a really good one. Justin, any examples?
2: Eternal Darkness was going to be my other one. I did remember. I didn't plan it ahead of time, but uh, near gets close to this. It's borderline, whether it's fourth wall or not, because fourth wall needs to explicitly reference the player and that you are a human playing a video game. Right. But like. It it does it plays around with perception and um, you know what it means to be a video game. You know again to sort of get into too many details is is too spoilery and part of what makes that game special. But you can as like your little robot android person, you can slot in different chips and that's how you power up your character. And you can take chips out and and put chips back in, and then it affects elements of the game HUD. Um, that can appear or disappear. And if you take away, like, the health or HP chip, the game just ends in the credits roll. Like, you've killed mm. you've killed your character. And I always thought that was pretty cute.
0: Mm. That's good. Sam, do you remember Arkham Asylum? Did something with Scarecrow, much like yeah. Eternal Darkness?
1: That's right, yeah. It like,
0: makes you think that the game glitched out and... <clears throat> Took you back to the title screen and you lost all your progress.
1: You have to be really confident that your game doesn't have actual bugs when you do <laughs> yeah, something exactly.
0: Like that. exactly. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't do something like that in La, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. say, <laughs> Or Cyberpunk.
1: Weird choice. Sure, sure. Um, Two really buggy
0: Mon- Mon- games. <laughs> yeah. The Monkey Island games have all sorts of uh, fourth wall breaking stuff. There's a character in the oh, first I one bet. that says ask me oh. about loom yeah that's really that's a really good another one. lucasarts game of the time and then in monkey island 2 you can actually inside the game you can call the lucasarts hint line that's oh, good that's cute. a good
2: one too i forgot about that
0: you get stuck you guys remember uh conquer's bad fur day uh-huh of course there's all sorts of like movie references to that but in the final boss the final boss is an alien ripoff and then as the alien's about to oh, pounce on right. you the game freezes and everything but conquer frozen and he addresses the game developers and says, if you give me some <laughs> extra weapons to fight this boss, I won't tell everyone about your buggy game. That's pretty That's pretty <laughs> cute.
2: I don't know that I ever, like, I, I have fond memories of playing Conquer, but I don't know if I ever got to the end of it.
0: Uh, Max Payne. In Max Payne, uh, the elevators all have very, like, loud elevator music, which is, you know, purposefully cheesy. But if you shoot the speaker in one of them, the music will stop, and Max Payne will say, thank you.
1: <laughs> when i play uh co-op far cry with tina that's her role is to turn off all the music <laughs> she was yeah. very good at it mm,
0: good all
1: the
0: radios. um i just have a couple more examples tomb raider 2 does you remember remember the end of tomb raider 2 it's back in the mansion I tomb raider and Raider Two. Laura is about to get in the shower. Yeah. But she then like turns to the camera and says, haven't you seen enough? It's actually crazy. She says, haven't you seen enough? She pulls out a shotgun and like shoots (laughs) towards the screen. and The screen goes black. You just really, really weird. Just do whatever you wanted when you were making video games back then.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, maybe the the first fourth wall that I remember is uh, when you beat Nintendo Pro Wrestling, it says a winner is you. (laughs) A winner is you.
0: (laughs) And from that same era, um, Sam, Mike Tyson's punch out if you when you beat mike tyson he says i've never seen such finger speed before
1: yeah <laughs> you know uh i felt really special uh playing uh getting a copy of mike tyson's punch out because mike tyson wrote me a personal letter wow to your player and it's signed by mike tyson so <laughs> wow he knew <laughs> Pretty good, player.
2: Pretty good. we had a dude me and my neighbor were so confused because i had mike tyson's punch out and he had punch out and we're like, wait wait there's two punch yeah. outs and what but wait they're yeah. the same game and like you know we were like six years old like we did, had no yeah. idea what was going on
1: i wasn't even aware of punch out until i was an adult yeah same neither it's of really us cool or- you, you came across it
0: what a what a strange thing for nintendo to have to deal with at that time mm-hmm. i mean it's much more common now like what they just took they just like patched the old coach of the raiders out of madden right mm-hmm. yeah just like oh he's just gone but now they had to like Totally re-release the game with new packaging and redesigned the final boss and everything.
1: That just happened with the Raiders coach and men.
0: Yeah, yeah, he was, he was just let go.
1: No, I, I um, know the news story. Just, mm. I just that's interesting that they can do. Yeah, I think they, just, they just immediately
0: yeah. passed him out. Uh,
1: just a couple more in GTA Three. There's like
0: an alley that's hard to get to, and at the back of the alley, there's a sign that says, "You weren't supposed to be able to get here." You know. <laughs> yeah,
1: they do the same thing. San Andreas
2: has the same thing at the top of the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it became like a Whoa, joke in GTA. Oh, really? Which mm-hmm. you could like get to by like, flying a plane over it and carefully falling onto it or something. Yeah, Wasn't there I there
3: something it. similar with Spider-Man for PS4 too, where you could like go to an island you're not supposed to go to. I don't well,
0: know. Well, that was like offshore. There was like people, like weird oh. <laughs> polygon people in a boat with like yeah. really yeah, low yeah. res polygons. Yeah,
3: that's right. That's what it was. Yeah. Cuz you shouldn't have <laughs> able scrapped to get idea. to like, <laughs> You
0: weren't expected yeah. to be able to like, yeah. look Mark at them up there. close. <laughs>
3: yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> and then I had a question. And then they
1: ported them into the new game as kind of a joke, I think. Yeah. yeah it's <laughs>
0: good. I had a question about this one. Does Mario break the fourth wall at the end of every Super Mario world level? Does he look at the player and give them a peace sign? Yeah. I Unless think he's looking at what's
1: like, you know, the dinosaurs watching him the whole time or something. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think
0: that like that's no
1: different than like so-
2: Sonic's idle animation. It's like looking at you like, Come on, we gotta yeah. go. Like yeah. Ah, yeah, doesn't, yeah. doesn't count.
1: It's not a fourth wall breaking thing, but the the whole thing about Super Mario Brothers three being yeah a, play a
2: really stage a stage
3: play. There is a ton of those examples actually of the um, the idle animations, and they start like tapping oh, your yeah. foot and looking at you. Like I would mm-hmm. count that as a fourth wall breaking thing, that, but a that, lot of characters yeah. do that. Yeah, mm. Sonic did that actually. Mm-hmm.
1: Sonic one, I think. I mean, it, it might have, it was one or at least by two, he would totally tap and look right at you and and, and frown. Mm-hmm. That, that's 100% a hundred percent a great fourth wall breaking example.
0: so justin justin can you load uh sonic's idle animation into the pixel screen behind you i'll look for it like i'll try some stuff like that let me find it let me try it i I mean i i didn't i didn't think you could do it right now i just meant like (laughs) hypothetically could you yes okay interesting well while you work on that that brings us to video game 20 questions our suggestion this week comes from Ryan Fiminella from New Jersey it says greetings Damon and the game spook crew I'm a long time listener look forward to the panel's banter reviews news and of course 20 questions every week I also love when game scope comes around Oh yeah. my four year old daughter Hazel knows your voices and faces and calls you my friends she says daddy Aww. are you listening to your friend Aww. Aww. she's hey, right yes, hi, yes hi, Hazel. Hazel. yes Hazel <laughs> daddy is listening hey, to his friends that's really cute uh And with that, oh, I see, I, I see Sonic Idle animation. Yeah, that's the oh, best I can do.
3: Nice. A- <laughs> I, I mean, that's a- pretty good, especially for short notice.
0: There we go.
3: There we go. Uh, uh, uh.
1: <laughs> I <don't>
0: want that <laughs> Jurassic Park. Uh, and with that, let the questioning begin.
1: Okay, uh, so would
3: it's- you- go ahead, Sam.
1: Is this a sequel? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
2: This is gonna that,
3: fa- that gives us yeah, no information. Hey. Yeah, it's gonna follow background. It's a debate.
2: <laughs> um, is this game a spooky game? Yes.
1: Ah, spooky sequel. The yeah. time of year.
2: So we're playing the meta. Uh,
3: is it an ongoing, current franchise?
1: Yes. Um, are there undead creatures in this game? Or-
0: yes. Yes.
3: Is this a Resident Evil game?
2: No. That's five. Are there zombies, or even if they're called by another name, things (laughs) that people would commonly understand to be zombies in this game?
1: No. Okay. What about vampires?
2: There's no freakers. There's no zombies. There's no whatever they are infected. Mm
1: -hmm. Walkers. So we're looking at vampires.
2: Walkers is the worst.
1: (laughs) Are there vampires in it? No. What? There's only Frankenstein's.
2: No, it's probably. Is there ghosts?
1: It could be ghosts, yeah. Yes. Are those undead creatures? Cool. Okay. There are ghosts. Grabbed by ghoulies. Uh, well, Pac-Man Ghost. is ghosts it. Mean. Ghost game. I don't know how uh,
2: spooky it is. It could be a Luigi's Mansion. I love oh, it. Oh yeah. Is this game? Um, is this game rated M? Or if it came out too early to be rated M, would it have been rated M? No. Okay, so it's a silly, it's a
0: silly spooky. I mean, it can't be that.
2: Or by family Nintendo?
3: friendly. Yeah, exactly.
0: Is this game published by Nintendo? Yes,
3: that's yeah, ten. Yeah, it's
2: Luigi's Mansion, totally, right? Pro- yes. Not totally, but probably.
3: Probably, It's a yeah. sequel.
2: But it's one of the so sequels. Yeah. Was this game originally released on the Switch? Yes.
3: So Luigi's I, Mansion what? 3?
2: Does it take place in a haunted hotel? Yes.
3: Oh. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Go for it, Tina. Yeah. Is it Luigi's Mansion 3?
0: Yes. Nice. 13 questions. Nice. Lucky 13. Oh, would have been 12. That's like
3: a spooky number, too.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. How it's perfect. perfect. <laughs> yeah. Luigi's Mansion 3.
3: Next time we'll get it in 666 questions. For for the theme, <laughs> obviously. Yeah, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> this game is hey, so... We just get the next
1: three episodes, we get it in six questions.
0: Yeah, let's
2: okay.
3: that. Okay, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Six would probably be a record. I think seven is the earliest. What was our recent
1: seven. really good? St- what was like eight questions? Think, yeah, yeah it, seven or eight. It was eight 82?
2: But that was even we were goofing around for the final few, so we could have got that one there
1: you in the go. record. Really hoping this game was be only Frankenstein's.
3: This was the How? first video game I showed my nephew, and he was like one and a half, and he loved it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah. So I'm I'm using Frankenstein, of course, as a funny term to reference the monster. Yeah. I'm aware, mm. but. Is Frankenstein the monster a zombie?
2: No. Well, Mm. he is
3: reanimated, but no, I would say, yeah, and that's why I would say no. Mm -hmm.
2: Zombies need to be infected in some kind.
1: And And they need to be able
3: to infect you, and they need to be craving your brains, or at least (laughs) your flesh. The original
1: Mm -hmm. uh, voodoo-related zombies were just raised by magic spells.
2: Yeah, right. But they're they're still trying to get you. Yeah. Frankenstein's just living his
0: life,
3: man.
0: Yeah, he just—he's just confused. He
2: doesn't
3: yeah, he's know just m-
1: why he's here. Yeah,
3: I mean, he starts trying to get you. Well, like when you come the for him, attack. yeah. When you come <laughs> well, for him, like that—that yeah. that holds up in the court of law, you know. as, as self-defense. <laughs> yeah. so. back off of Frankenstein's monster. <laughs>
1: yeah, he, yeah, he has a, a, a sharp sense of ethics, which he does in the book. He's a you know a very intellectual. Uh, reanimate. A few
0: sucky (laughs) parts. That's so good. (laughs) Sorry, for people listening, we're watching V-Roll of of IGN's review of Luigi's Mansion 3, and one of the chapter titles was A Few Sucky Parts. We like
3: our puns at IGN. Because
1: because he's using a vacuum.
3: Exactly. (laughs) A Few Sucky
1: Parts. I wonder if that was a Dan Stapleton original. Of of course Uh, it was.
0: (laughs) This is a game uh, that I liked a lot, but I never finished it, so maybe I'll revisit again this it's Halloween season. Yeah, you can... Speaking of, I watched a, a horror movie that I'd never seen before recently, My Bloody Valentine.
3: Oh, you ni- think?
0: 1981 original. Uh, and because I, 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 I'm, as much as I love like 80s horror movies, I'm not familiar with the Canucksploitation sort of <laughs> subgenre. And that falls into that. Mm. Just it's just hor- slasher me? movies being made in Canada. Yeah. Oh. Basically. And it's like 1981, so it's pretty early on. There would only been mm. been one Friday the 13th at that point. Uh, but it's a the. Um, go
1: ahead.
0: Well, I was just gonna say it's an unusual setting. It's a rural mining town in Canada, and then uh, there's some pretty good gory kills, which mm. makes it worth it in my in my mind. Gross. But you have to watch the um, um, the extended version because uh, it includes the stuff that was edited out of the original theatrical release. Cool. I don't I'm have sure to watch
3: the goriest anything. of stuff then. Yeah.
1: Um, yep. the, first of all, my bloody Valentine is a, also a, uh, a, you know, shoegazy, g- good mm-hmm. female fronted band from Scotland, I believe from the nineties. So that's why I knew that name. And then, mm-hmm. um, the, uh, 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 pinball pinball exploitation genre of which there's only one movie was also made in Canada. It's called pinball summer. It's got a great <laughs> <name to it. laughs>
0: pinball. Summer. is such a
1: good name. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's just a forkies knockoff, but it it's about pinball.
3: Uh, to throw in my recent horror viewings, um, I watched Halloween Kills, did not love it, um, but I yeah. watched Malignant and absolutely loved it. I, oh, really? It's, it's the Which, most yeah. ridiculous movie. So people um, people had been calling it like wild oh, yeah, right. and weird and like, mm-hmm. you know, question mark, question mark, question mark. But uh, if you're a horror fan, um, as I am, I, I thought it was really creative and inventive. And I, I laughed certainly a couple of times, but I really enjoyed it. It was very enjoyable. Did you see it, Damon?
0: No, I haven't seen it yet. What's the gist? What's, like, the elevator pitch?
3: Um, It's a bit, because it's, like, a mystery, and you're not really sure yeah. what's going on, so I, I don't want to get too into it, but right. um, it's basically your classic, like, murders are happening, and they're trying to figure it out, and, you know, this woman has some sort of a connection um, to, to the killer, uh, where she, oh my gosh, Red, you're just amazing. We, we've got footage up now of Malignant. So, yeah, she's, right now, what you're seeing is like, she's seeing the murders happening, even though she's not there. So, somehow, uh, you know, she's connected to these series of murders. Uh, and it's, it's a big mystery trying to figure out what's going on there. But there are some, so like, the mystery is good, but also, like, the gory bits are, good, but in a very creative way that I haven't seen before. And I'll just say is choreographed very well.
0: Okay. Where can I watch it?
3: Uh, H- unfortunately, HBO. they just took it off HBO Max. Oh, HBO oh. Earlier.
4: Yeah. Right oh. yeah.
3: yeah. for Halloween. I, yeah, I know, I know. They should have left it up just a little bit longer because okay. I only saw it like a few, like two or three weeks ago. Um, but yeah, it would have been perfect for Halloween. But uh, it, it was a movie that came out this year, so they did the whole, like, it's going to be available in theaters and on HBO for a short amount of time before they pulled it. Recently, yeah. I,
0: I, I've paid to rent both Ghostbusters and Beetlejuice because... <laughs> You cannot nice. watch any horror movie for free
1: during the month of October.
3: Okay. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. You, you should wait. They'll eventually bring it back on HBO, but I highly recommend it. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it.
1: And bangs are early in in Seattle at this uh, murder scene, aren't they? <laughs> Thanks for your buck. Sam, have you started
0: any new TV shows?
1: I'm watching Squid Game. I'm okay. through, through some of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of it, I think. And uh, I'm going to see the new Wes Anderson movie tonight. Oh, wow. Is that, is
0: that like out in theaters now? Or is it? Mm-hmm seems like that one's been a long time coming.
1: Yeah. Uh, are you, I don't are even you, know the
0: name of it. <laughs> is that the one that's about the newspaper?
1: Yeah. I okay. Yes, it is, which is cool. It's about journalists. So I'm looking forward to uh, probing the realities of that. Yeah. Anyway, which, are you, what's that, Tina?
3: I was going to say another show about journalists that I really like is Morning Show. We had a yeah. second season come out this year. It's very, We're very good.
0: I have heard good things about that one too.
1: And I like the end of Ted Lasso and what we do in the shadows is continually be good, but I'm behind a few episodes right now.
0: I didn't need to get caught up on what we do in the shadows, but I still maintain that Ted Lasso season two is just awful.
1: You might like the end of it.
0: No, I've already it watched it. Watched.
1: Oh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: uh, but are you thumbs up or thumbs down on squid game? Sam.
1: Uh, I, I, I like it. I mean, I like totally I'm drawn into it. It's it's popcorn, you know?
0: That that flute music is the total
1: jam. Yeah, the flute (laughs) music's really funny. I'm watching it with subtitles, which is cool. Oh, as long as you do the
3: um, closed captions subtitles very specifically. I heard that. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And you'll get the
3: legit translations.
1: Yeah, I did that. And I I have no problem with the translation that I'm watching, which is that. We don't watch.
3: um, We're
2: not too much of a whore horror household but we did watch spooky buddies so that's spooky what my life, wow. that's what my life is like right now damon if oh, you if... don't know they made oh. air bud in back in the 90s about it's a whole it's the funniest pre- it's not the funniest movie but it's the funniest premise for a movie of all time which is there's no <laughs> rule that says a dog can't play basketball
1: <laughs>
2: and that's the that's the funniest hey, how
1: com- how concept. Why are we a spooky buddies oh. a spinoff of Airbud? Yeah, yeah.
2: So there was Airbud, oh, okay. and then, and then Air Airbud Air went on to do every single other sport. And then it was a famous then,
1: legal case. There wasn't a rule. The dog <laughs> won.
2: <laughs> and then Airbud had puppies, and there's like eight puppies, and now the puppies are the buddies, and there's treasure buddies, Aww. and there's spooky buddies, and there's an alien one, and um, and when we watch spooky buddies, it's terrible. Airbud was a, a lady? That's progressive. Um, I like. Well, maybe he's the dad. Whatever. I I don't know. Like, look, there's no don't think about it so much. But like the point is Spooky Buddies. I've watched it two times now in the last week. And that's what's uh, that's what my life is like, because I have young children.
1: Are there uh, what are those dogs are golden uh, gold retrievers? Yeah. And
2: they
1: they have them in in costumes. Yeah, they all talk.
2: There's a superhero one where they get these magic rings that are like infinity stones that give them all superpowers. We've watched all the buddies, movies The buddies all house. talk.
0: Yeah. But in air, Bud, he doesn't talk, right? Nope. OK, no. Got it. OK, yeah, definitely. Just making not. sure. Just making sure. Yep. Well, you, you know, he, there we go. Yeah, excellent. <laughs> excellent. OK. And you don't have the golden axe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> e- <roll. laughs> um, uh, the Oh, they great. look so
3: cute, though. Yeah. And <laughs> um, you know, it's just. It's a, it's a little bit darker, but um, it's still family friendly. I think appropriate. Uh, and if you want one for the family, that's also totally speaking for Halloween season. Night books. We didn't give it too great of a score, but I thought it was cute.
2: Mm. We watched Nightmare Before Christmas too, which was a little bit that's more a good the one. whole the whole family's feed. The buddies' movies are mm-hmm. just just for the little ones. There's yeah. absolutely no adult enjoyment of any kind to be had in those movies.
1: You know, they have to have like. Um, I don't know, five or 10 animals to play a single animal in movies. Yeah. So, like, so, like, so, like So like a single cat is played by like 10 cat actors. So does like that mean it's like 50 they dogs? They <laughs> two yeah. They need two, two, kids,
0: two kids to play a kid in the movie, right? They need yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: we're talking like that acro cats trailer full of cats situation. for <laughs> each stunt puppies. double
3: kid. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> yeah, let's end on a better note. I, w- I did want to mention something about Luigi's Mansion 3 that I was worried you might get tripped up. You know, it wasn't developed by Nintendo.
4: Mm.
3: Oh, because I was wondering why you were like, it was published by Mm -hmm. Nintendo.
0: It was developed by Next Level Games in Mm -hmm. Canada. And at the time, they were independent. But since then, they've been acquired by Nintendo. So it was a little bit more.
2: Mm. What a cool story of like, you know, Nintendo probably told them, look, like, you know, it's not a tryout. Just make this game for us. And then the game turned out great. And like, it was totally a tryout. We're going to buy you (laughs) Yeah, you
3: passed the tryout. Uh, But
0: Before that, they'd made uh, Metroid Federation for us. So there's that. (laughs) Oh, really? Yeah.
1: Everybody loves that game. Oh, yeah. (laughs) One of the great all-time sequels. (laughs) I forgot to mention that one. Oh, man. People were so mad about that.
0: Well, now we got Metroid Dread, so... Everything worked out okay. Uh, And with that, that is all the scoops that we have for you this week. Remember, you can always reach us at the email address gamescoop at IGN.com. Next week is a special week. It's Game Spook here on the show. Uh, Should be a fun episode. But thank you, Tina. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Justin. Thank you to Red working behind the scenes even though you didn't have the golden axe b-roll that we needed more show than I made malignant. up for it with those puppies yeah
3: and malignant that was so I good can, thank you i Red. think
0: the show i think the show is still salvageable
1: uh
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> my, my name is damon this is ijin game two and route
3: i'm